0: Are we, are we friends? Or is this just a professional relationship?
1: Oh, no, oh. no. I feel, yeah, of course you're my friends. <coughs> it's, it's intense. So I'm going to the Media I mean, Week Awards for the I've invited you to right. sew her house. Thank you. Of course you're my friends. Thank, thank you, Because I've got no other friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I treat everyone as robots in a professional capacity. <laughs> Welcome to the Media Week Podcast. The podcast made for media people by media people. Don't worry, we're not your CEOs just yet. We're your common media folk in the weeds of the day-to-day. Each episode, we'll share opinions on hot topics in the media world, along with some bents to keep you going on a Friday afternoon. So who's in the room? It's me, your host, Harriet from Publicis, Jack from Craft.
0: Buenos dias.
1: Bookie from Wavemaker. <laughs> Can I not go after Jack anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. (laughs) And Charlie from MIQ. Hiya. In today's episode, we'll discuss the metaverse. Is it really the next generation of the internet? No. Well, okay, (laughs) save that opinion to when we actually get to that part. All right,
0: okay, sorry, sorry.
1: But first... (laughs) In the UK media landscape, the Mayor of London launches a mate campaign with Ogivvy UK to challenge misogyny, prompting men to intervene with each other when their behaviour crosses the line. Combining behavioural science and creativity, the campaign aims to tackle violence against women. The Mate campaign slogan was displayed on the world-famous Piccadilly Lights, also supported by Lab Bible to amplify across platforms. Now, Jack and Charlie, as men, what did you think of the Mate campaign?
0: I mean, should we be asking the men first? Shouldn't yes. we, should we yes, ask them? No, yeah, no. It's, it's 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 no, no, us. you must. Oh, right, because yeah, it's aimed you, at us. Exactly. Okay. I think that like there's sort of two ways of looking at this. You can look at the actual content and the, the feminist angles and the misogyny angles, or you can look at it from a sort of an advertising perspective. And I think that there's probably kind of two different ways you go about it. Everyone's talking about the whether or not it's the right thing to do, but actually I think that as a piece of comms planning, so good. Because everyone's saying, oh, it's oversimplifying things and all this kind of stuff, but actually they've boiled it down to something quite memorable, They've gone into a sort of a real kind of a cultural angle for it. Yes, it was on Piccadilly Lights and things like that. But the fact they've got Ramesh Ranganathan doing like a set about it, which is being shared. The fact there's a partnership with Lab Bible, the fact they're kind of going out into multiple channels with it, I think is actually really, really interesting. I also love the fact that there's this kind of really strong behaviour change angle through it. Like you've got to remember, and this is when people start sort of debating about whether it's the right thing to do. It's like, yes, there needs to be education about how, men kind of behave better but actually if you think about advertising advertising is a weak force you know we like to think it's all powerful but it's really not what? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> new- use
2: his own i need my job <laughs>
0: <laughs> no no advertising is a weak force and it's like you can only you're the whole thing about behavior change is you're nudging and it's it's literally a nudge not a shove mm-hmm. and i think that people are kind of reacting to it as if more could be done it's like yes but if we take it down to what it is which is a comms campaign trying to get people to change their behavior actually i think they've done a pretty good job
3: yeah i think it's yeah it's a simple message that's easily taken on it's creating a lot of conversation at the moment and i think it does seem like an easy for it's not going to solve it but an easy first step of just being like when you see yourself in that situation which is well portrayed in in the video creative you can start thinking actually oh mate, like that does seem about out. It does seem the right tone of like people are saying, you know, it's patronising, but I think those are probably the people who are already going to be actually not hopefully saying those things whereas it seems probably an easy stage to say to someone oh like just mate I think it's quite effective I,
0: I love the fact that it was based in some like actual you know bespoke research as well they went away and did research on it and like any good campaign it's like it builds out from that research directly
2: I was going to say I had nothing to add to this actually because I think you actually did quite a good job quite a good but, job yeah sometimes <laughs> cheers, I listen to you and I think this guy is actually pretty good at his yeah, job <laughs> I do begrudgingly <laughs> yeah I know I don't want to give you the flowers but right. you did well on that one thanks but guys. what i will actually say is that in terms of the language used i think for people calling for it to be more severe i don't think they understand how that works because if it's a more severe term or more severe what people don't relate to that they don't see themselves in that situation they go that actually wasn't for me however "mate" is so widely used between people gender everything everyone uses the term mate so i think it probably was the best place to start because otherwise it alienates the message from the people yeah, to reach.
1: Creative execution strong, and I think choosing Lab Bible as a, as a partner to Amplify is also definitely yeah. good. Strong. As yeah. a
3: dyslexic, I did take me a little while. I thought it was mate for a little bit. I was trying to work out what was going on. I was like, like Argentinian hot <laughs> yeah. drinks? I do like caffeinated beverages. <laughs> it's good
0: because there's lots of different tones you can take with that.
1: In the telecoms category, it's business as usual for Cara and Zenith despite the news of the potential Vodafone and 3 UK merger last month, according to Campaign Magazine. Agencies are left to speculate on the future of the brand strategy and potential account moves. Cara currently holds the Vodafone account, which I worked on, and Zenith Ooh. has three in the UK. So we'll see what happens there.
0: The interesting thing about that is whether or not you will get amalgamating into the same agency because in the past, when that sort of thing happens, it can happen like overnight. I'm trying to remember if it was, I think it was Volkswagen or something, which moved, Almost overnight, because of you know some mm. sort of merger or change of holding company or something that happened, I don't think it was Volkswagen actually, but it can really like upend people's stability at their agencies. If and you're know, getting two peed over to another agency,
1: yeah, can be difficult. Understandably, I mean, it's fear of the unknown, isn't it? But I'd mm. imagine that will be what happens. It goes into one.
0: Although we are we are acting as if going to a different agency means that everything's massively different, but a lot of agencies it is a little bit like, oh look, it's same the, shit, it's the same. It's different agency. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't I know you. <laughs>
3: it'd, be, it'd be interesting how i guess brands typically you know look to say this is our strongest thing you know our roaming data like this is our strongest thing this is our coverage of the uk it'd be interesting to see how they're trying to focus that obviously being competitors trying to leverage different points they have a strength it be interesting to see where they go to in terms of do they combine those great coverage across europe or like does it does it ultimately just up focusing on
2: no i think what would be interesting because vodafone have that sub-brand voxy if I remember correctly, which is aimed at like younger demographics. I think it would be quite interesting to see what like they might do with the Voxy. And I think even the branding of Voxy and three are quite similar with that kind of just black and white, pretty easy. So they might do something there or Mm. do something more overarching. Who knows? Mm.
0: I'm still going to be annoyed though, because both have given me rubbish service over the years. So tell me about it. I
1: have to go to (laughs) EE. In commerce and social, Reuters reports on TikTok's latest plans to help Chinese merchants sell goods to the US. TikTok Shop launched in the US last November and is eager to grow its full service e-commerce business, which launched in the UK back in 21. And that was its first market outside of Asia. I actually think
2: that the title, the naming of that article was a bit clickbaity. I think it's a bit snaky in saying that the only reason they're doing it is to help Chinese shops and merchants sell in the UK. I don't think that's the only reason. All social platforms are merging into e-commerce platforms. All platforms are merging into e-commerce platforms. Even Drake has his own almost kind of like, I don't even know, Almost kind of a metaverse activation, to be honest, called Drake Related, where he has a shop. You go onto the website, it's all like his house. You can be in the front room, bedroom, out the front, in the garage, and all the products are clickable and shoppable. And he has his own products in there and he has products. Yeah, and he has products from other people that he just likes, which is why it's called Drake Related. So to say that TikTok are only doing this to help Chinese merchants sell to the UK, I think the title of the article was a bit. Basically. It's
3: classic, classic Reuters versus what you get with campaign, the high quality. Exactly. Of journalism.
2: Here you get a real unbiased <laughs> view of how that actually works. Wow. <laughs> but, um... Char-
0: Charlie just sucking up. Some <laughs> lords there.
2: But no, in my, in my opinion, I think it's necessary. Everything's moving this way how you integrate e-commerce to any platform that you make right now, it's a hot topic. Innovation in, uh, I know at Wavemaker, it's a huge thing for us. A lot of clients asking about this, how do they better do it and how well are we equipped to help them with that? So um, in my opinion, I think it's a good move from TikTok.
0: Bookie, I've got a question for you. What do you think that means? So if the kind of growth of shoppable social is accelerating, what do you think the implications for like typical PPC search campaigns are because it's the fact that that's so close to retail that's meant that it's so big right Mm. so what do you think is gonna happen
2: well to be honest I think they've been merging I think in all different types of media we're seeing that we don't often see where things sit anymore so I think it will just have to adapt I think things will change and as we move into this kind of e-commerce I think on our teams we already have the search teams who used to be Google search they are Amazon search now and before you know it they might be TikTok commerce, search and social yeah. teams will just merge and they'll they will kind of go back into just being maybe biddable teams or even so, shoppable So
0: teams. do you think the Google Crown's slipping a little bit then?
2: The Google Crown I think it's been slipping for a while, even like many years ago, people would say that when people are searching for things, particularly products, they would start on Amazon anyway. Some people weren't even Mm. going to Google to search. They were going straight to Amazon to begin their searches. So that was even already like pre-COVID. Now they're going to
0: Drake's house. So now
2: they're going straight to Drake's house. (laughs) And I think with with Gen Z as well, I think, yeah, the Google crown probably is slipping a little bit, you know, and people, they just like to buy what they can see. Half the time, I don't have to search things. Things just find me. Like, how many things have I bought off Instagram for absolutely oh, mate, no reason? Bought, Even the earrings I'm wearing
0: right now. I bought sunglasses this week. Massive risk. <laughs> I was like, fine, you, you hit a, a frequency head. of 15, I'll buy them.
1: <laughs> Click the link and we'll share a photo of Jack wearing them. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, when they,
0: when they, If they arrive, <laughs> I'm still waiting. They're coming from Barcelona, really?
1: Yeah, I'll
2: always buy something. I buy a lot of stuff off, like social commerce, so it's the right move.
1: But the rise of social commerce is undoubtedly going to evolve the agency structure as it continues to do Mm. but moving on so in the ctv landscape the connected tv industry continues to fragment in the uk virgin media o2 launches a suite of fast channels free ad supported channels and according to latest Ofcom reports, traditional TV viewing in the UK has seen a steep decline as reported in the BBC. Did you read that article, Jack?
0: I did, yeah. I think it's part of this kind of broader narrative about, oh, kind of the end is nigh for TV, which has been going on for the past sort of 10 years, and the end ain't nigh. It's actually quite good for people who are planning media because it means our jobs are probably more valuable than they were before because you need to find that right mix the thing that the b were reporting was the fact that it was older audiences moving away from linear tv and it's like well they're just following the pattern that had been set by people beforehand so it's not the end is night for tv it's just going to mean that there will be more of a focus on big appointment to view moments and it might be that DRTV needs a little bit of a shake-up perhaps but at the, at the end ain't nigh just yet I think,
3: yeah, your point is really true is about like, as there's more and more options, you know, Pluto, Rakuten alongside Bevo, Standard Channels and, you know, Linear TV as well. Like more and more, it's about how do you be audience first and sort of content first with that, you know, as your audience is more split, you need to look at partners who can really start focusing on actually who that audience is across all those channels. So looking at someone who can buy across all that platform as CTV and video more holistically, it comes back to the point we just made about sort of shopping as well, about looking at, you know, video, someone watching something online, YouTube's part of that as well. It's mm. such a messy sort of continuum of, of video now. So how can we actually look to tie wide audience across all of that? You that? A, mes-
2: at that, though, a messy
3: he? continuum. Yeah. <laughs> Where has he
2: pulled that from? <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, it's part of a wider MMIQ pitch deck. I was going to say, you guys
2: are pretty good at that. I'm pretty sure we're doing that. I
0: don't want to know about your messy (laughs) continuum,
2: mate. With Virgin Media kind of doing this, I'm not sure. I think that the whole... Landscape is very messy, like you said, a messy continuum. I think the whole thing is continually moving, and Virgin Media are actually playing catch up. I think some of those channels that they've added, those fast channels, they exist as standard on like Samsung TVs already, so it's not like a big deal. They're just trying to get to the level that everyone else is at. Ooh, so, shots fired! Sorry, any Virgin Media fans, but um, yeah, that's really my kind of point of view on that. It's You're not pitching really, for them at the moment. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> yeah. no, I hope not. <laughs> no prisoners being
0: taken today.
1: In the food and beverage category, according to Marketing Week, Diageo increases marketing spend to try and win with consumers as prices rise, upping by almost 6% last year, driving growth for brands like Guinness and Johnny Walker. So what do you think about that? I mean, we've we've seen a lot from Diageo in terms of cool campaigns. I think I judged the campaign awards last year and they had a really good baileys Halloween <laughs> submission, which I, I, I love. Love that
0: punnery, you know. Mate, I'm, I'm such a big fan of the Diageo marketing team. Like the work that the Guinness team have done over the past couple of years is so good i mean the fact that they're they're upping their spend to combat against rising prices is really smart because it's the strength of your brand that will guide you through the the sort of economic uncertainty Oof. and things will get better but it's like it's literally proven that if those brands that are stronger recover quicker out of recessions, we're not going into recession. But we're we not in <laughs> We're no. in the recession. <laughs> no, it's it's going to be fine. But th- yeah, things. It's just like inflation. That's
2: I would a love of a more positivity in my yeah. life, just in general. <laughs> well, I yeah, just just going no, definitely won't go into it. <laughs> also, sure. just
0: in booze in general, like but things like booze and fags. Lipstick, like little luxuries and things that people treat themselves to, are a bit more resilient. So the fact that they're going to double down on the branding as well, I think is going to be is going to be really important.
3: I think it was really interesting. Yeah, Diageo got this so right, as you say, especially with Guinness. Like the fact that I think it was last year they became the most popular pint, and like Guinness well, is a is a bit of an acquired a, a, a taste a or something like that. But <laughs> like but like you saw that that was during COVID they were still advertising they were still thinking about what's the first pint you're going to order and like again keeping as you say throughout everything like keeping that brand presence you know those that pint shaped surfboards Mm -hmm. to like you know Christmas stockings that all had that sort of classic head and just really using that brand equity and really putting it everywhere so when it comes to actually thinking about like those brands you can't help but actually want that when you
0: get to the tap I think it's one in every 10 pints in the UK is a Guinness now, which is bonkers when you think about it, Mm. but also not when you think about how delicious it is. The other thing I was going to say is the Adjo boss was this week kind of having a pop at the government because they're going to raise beer duty, well, beer duty, but alcohol duty, and it's going to disproportionately affect spirits because obviously he's going on the warpath for Johnny Walker But like, I think there's a real sort of tug of war happening between sort of the the government, the economy and brands trying to balance like, you know, what's okay as they try and squeeze a bit more money out. So, yeah.
1: Interesting. And according to Digiday, half of publishers actually upped their marketing spend in the last year. But of course, we're predicting that slower spending is ahead. What does that mean for us as an industry and what does this mean for us as individuals i know there's perhaps a sense of uncertainty among some
0: do you think haymarket are going to cut the budget for this podcast it's so enormous
1: (laughs) so please keep listening keep liking
0: just two pounds a month (laughs) is that that what you meant by the way like publishers is in like publishing houses or
1: well, no, I meant, what does this mean for us as an industry if slowing ad spend is ahead? That means in um, agency, sorry. that means uh, publishers, well, it's all interlinked, right?
3: I don't know what you're seeing, but I'm seeing almost like H1 and especially sort of Q2 was a lot slower. I'm starting to see some of that coming back. Yeah, People looking at early Christmases, people started thinking about how can we make August big and almost think about Black Friday then and try and get ahead of people with maybe a more limited pot. So I don't know, is that similar to what you guys have seen or is H1 still sort of fairly large in your brands?
2: I think we spent quite a long time planning. So it was H one, but it's kinda of back end of H one. So we've done a lot a lot better. I think the recovery post kind of COVID and everything like that has been stronger than I anticipated and probably come back a little bit a little bit quicker. But don't quote me on that. Before I start giving out financials that aren't real, but
1: that two pounds a month thing could buy us a Guinness each episode.
2: <laughs> how, which? How
0: much can that buy us? Like half a can.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you know, in some of the pub chains, you can order for people on the app. You mean when arrive? <laughs> well, well yeah, I didn't available. want. to. <laughs> So we could do an episode and then, oh no, but then it would have to be live. And then get people to order us drinks.
0: I think you might be wishful
2: thinking I, I don't think we'd get through anything.
1: I love how things have leave. gone down no. since. Yeah, we're going to host an episode in can. So just buy Just a please, pie. we'll do please. it in spoons. <laughs> and that wraps up Newsflash. Anyway, in the Metaverse, Meta's Reality Labs has lost 21 billion in 18 months, according to Fortune magazine. Is, is there a burden here? Has Elon uh, Musk <laughs>
3: taken over or something like that? <laughs> yeah.
1: But how's the Metaverse concept more broadly completely flopped for media and brands? Forbes described the metaverse as arguably the next generation of the internet many brands are taking their slice of the pie we've mentioned in one of our previous podcasts that fashion brands such as Gucci and Vans are collaborating in the online platform Roblox having built their own experiences in the platform previously now media agencies are immersing their clients into the metaverse I even hosted a meeting within Roblox with my clients as part of an immersive workshop so where do you think the metaverse is going What, where do you see it I
3: about this meeting, for starters, like, <laughs> did you have a little avatar? Like- yeah, we
1: all had made our own avatars, and then we went into like an office, and you know, talked to each other over um, over Roblox. You've,
0: you've gone, you've gone into a magical world, and you guys all went into an office in the magical world. Yes. You can go <laughs> on, like a pirate ship or like some sort of I don't know. You could have, you could have gone to like an oasis in the desert a beach
1: we could have I mean my colleague and I played the cowboy game together which obviously wasn't particularly productive from a work capacity but it was quite fun but the, the actual immersive meeting I think you know if we were all kind of seasoned roadblocks gamers or players or whatever you call it I think we could really make something out of it but it was more to kind of show what could be done within the metaverse what
0: what you just said if we were more seasoned gamers and i think that's what people like the metaverse thing is a buzzword and it's like there's obviously like facebook changed the name to meta and everyone was like oh the metaverse next big thing in reality the metaverse is just a series of very immersive games that you can activate in right and like i don't think that there's going to be this kind of joining of everything into like one coherent metaverse it's still just going to be like things like roblox fortnite etc that have like a very sort of immersive element to them but i don't think what was the one that that meta tried to launch and it made like globally about 400 dollars or something the vr vr headset thing thing or something like i mean they've lost such an insane amount of money
1: but i think i i agree with it being the next generation of the internet i think we're not that Generation. I, just, yeah. I
2: know the thing is, I just don't even, I don't think it's the next generation. It's already been happening. I think to Jack's point, they just try to package it up as something brand new yeah. to capitalize on it and market it. You know, guys, we work in advertising when th- something has a name and something's catchy, yeah. it catches on. And yeah. when it's just a series of game, when it's just in-game advertising, that does not that, that's just another platform. That's just yeah. another, another tactic. So I think it's not the future. It's just been happening. It continues to happen. The rise of just gaming in general, that's another buzzword. If we're talking about, you know, shoppable e-commerce and innovation, gaming. Every client yeah. and his dog wants to get involved in gaming. They don't know how. They don't know what the landscape looks like. But that is huge. And technically it is just metaverse. It's Roblox activations. We've had a number of WaveMaker clients activate on Roblox. We've mm-hmm. had a number of like esports partnerships in the gaming partnerships, streamers, Twitch, all of that. But technically, that is what the metaverse is. It's just a virtual space yeah. where we have now more advertising inventory. And Drake's house. And Drake's house. <laughs> I think there's there's Drake's this-
1: house in the metaverse. Yeah, that's why he did. Were you not sorry? Just here? Sorry, I f- sorry, I missed that part. I still I think obviously... he missed
2: out a Drake, yeah, Drake, Drake, Drake doesn't like, live in the room. Just hold
3: world. on, we're going home.
2: Yeah, like that, just that, hold on, we're going to my home. <laughs> that sounds. I think good.
0: there's there's still a bit of like to your point about the gaming elements. I think there's still a bit of a job to be done with people appreciating which audiences can be reached on there because people just kind of, there's still somehow this stereotype about it just being like teenage boys and yeah, teenage boys make up a a lot of a gaming audience but there's also this kind of like, you know in mobile gaming you get a lot more boomers Mm -hmm. boomers love Candy Crush and that kind of stuff, right? But like More generally speaking, you can find basically every demographic in there. But I just think that when it comes to planners, it's just not a kind of go-to channel. You don't think about it in the same way that you might think about YouTube or TV or radio. Which is
2: mad because it's like the ultimate channel, to be perfectly honest. And I think especially if you can get in with the community that you are reaching, it is like hugely popular so if you like you say reach the audience in the right way you are tapped yeah. into things that they love and they are very receptive to you outside of that as long as you don't interrupt the gameplay and <laughs> yeah. mess with that
3: i think yeah it's a really good point i think you need to invest heavily into making sure it's the right space getting the right people in to do that as well if you have you know someone who's never played it before trying to then create uh, environment that's not going to work for it then yeah it's never gonna feel right or, or a sort of native environment but I think your point Harriet's really interesting about it being for a different generation that we're probably not yet seeing or not plugged into enough I think as we see that sort of generation get older and it becomes more normal rather than a little bit you put on the plan to try and reach you know 18 to 24 year olds I think it could be really interesting to see as that audience matures and the market matures over the next five years Will we see it just as standard next to the rest of your social bias?
2: Sounds like we're the problem because I I don't often disagree with you, Charlie. No, no, let's have it, let's have it. I don't Um, often disagree, but like I said, I think the generation is here. Everything, it points to it being right for this generation, but we don't seem to understand how to activate it.
0: Yeah, precisely. I think there's a lot more work to be done in planners getting themselves educated about it. And also just like not having brands, for want of a better phrase, pump and dump the advertising where it's like, hey, we're going to drop 500 grand on like making something in Roblox, for example, and then just going, right, well, that was that and now we'll try something else and then they just disappear from it.
2: We've literally got a sports life and gaming practice now. We have like gaming experts because the way that clients just don't get it you yeah. need people who can, like, speak with authority because otherwise we're all just out here, you know, chasing our tails on it.
1: But what category of brands and clients do we feel a best place in the metaverse? Obviously, I think luxury fashion has been successful. Which uh, is
0: insane yes. when you think about it. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, the realities of handbags in Gucci world and whatever. But then you've got <laughs> the likes of Heineken advertising their uh, 0% beers in the metaverse, which I thought was actually pretty cool
3: did you have any in your meeting that you ha- held
1: no but <laughs> now i think about going to go home and have a zero percent heineken in the metaverse
0: <laughs> zero <laughs> calories i hear yeah i think categories wise i think it, there's, there's no real limit to it right i think it's just it depends it's li- the only limit is how good your planets are yeah because <laughs> you can find you
3: can find ways into these things you just need to do the work do you think it's i don't know did barbie do anything in the sort of metaverse like ooh, good that's question. a
0: very good point. biggest
3: sort of release of the year and feels like a lot of it was aimed maybe at a younger degree, maybe not below eighteen. I think there was some kids who went who probably didn't understand a lot of the humor in there. But be intrigued to know if there was sort of work they did around it because I
1: didn't see any. Just
0: ironic for a toy movie, isn't yeah. it? Really, but you know,
1: we'll have to Google that later. Yeah. <laughs> well, that wraps up Metaverse. It may be the future and the next generation, but at the moment, we're
0: too old <laughs> to,
3: to
1: understand <laughs> just, it. I think it's just
0: gaming is i just hate the phrase metaverse it just yeah. implies that it's exactly it makes, anyway. it makes
1: it sound
2: like it's. anyway i'm gonna else. stop
0: being curmudgeonly <laughs> anyway is- oh, oh curmudgeonly.
2: you swallowed a thesaurus today what does that mean
0: uh grumpy grumpy <laughs> <Okay>.
2: curmudgeonly <laughs> i don't like that word ring 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 hello Meteor and on so, we've got two nice ones for the crowd today. I think, I think you guys are going to enjoy these. You've got a
0: real glint in your eye, no I know.
2: Right now. People keep coming to us with problems, and it's hilarious. That's but people. we're That's helping. Loving. It's not hilarious. We're helping.
0: We're taking it very seriously. Very well. seriously.
2: Yeah. So, keep sending them in. The first one there is someone that I work with that has been known to sleep around in the office, which is fair enough. We're young ish in brackets and single in media, but it turns out. They've had a fiance the whole time and have been living a lie in work. Should I change how I see them? Can I trust them?
0: That's savage. They're kind of outing them on this. Jesus. Okay.
1: I mean, I'd say your judgments are your own. (laughs) Would you
2: change how you saw that person?
1: I mean, naturally I would, but then you're in a professional capacity and it's their business and it's their personal life. Whatever you want to do, no matter what, Judgement I pass on it doesn't impact my working relationship with well, that what if person. It does. Like if you
2: can well, be doing much- that with
0: a whole fiance
2: at home, how it, do I? How can isn't, I trust the plans isn't you the, give me?
0: Isn't the point here not the fact of like your judgement upon it? It's it's the fact that they've constructed a complete basically a second life for themselves at work.
1: But that's not your business, that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. I go into work and you do your job. I will do, I will work with you but I won't trust everything
2: you say because you've lied so effectively this long. It's a pretty comprehensive lie isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you've They've lied got a fiance. so effectively. That's not even just a girlfriend or a boyfriend, that's a fiancé. You've lied so effectively. Now, nah, I don't trust you. I'll work with you, fine, I'll be civil with you 100% but I'm not going to either tell you anything and I'm also gonna second guess everything you ever sent to me.
1: Well you don't you don't have to be, you know, friends with everyone. Like I said, work is work. It's a professional mm-hmm. capacity and that's your business. Is Whether that- I agree with it or not is you know, another story. But yeah, I agree with you, Buki, that you just maybe don't disclose much information to yeah, the some nothing. person. But no one knows behind what's closed door. Closed behind, behind closed, closed doors. doors. Wow. You know, yeah. you, again, you don't you don't know the situation, Stop. do you? True. I'm starting
0: to. Are we, are we friends, or is this just a professional relationship? Oh
1: no, oh, no, I feel, yeah, no. of course you're my friends. <laughs> So I'm going to the Media I mean, Week I mean, Awards. The I've <laughs> invited you to sell <laughs> right. her house. Of course, my friends. Thank, thank you. Because I've got no other friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> I treat everyone as robots in a professional capacity. A behind closed
3: doors. <laughs> She's closing doors on all these
0: people. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of
1: closed doors. That
2: was funny. Right, come funny, on. Brooks, next Next one. Okay, so me and my boyfriend met at our current agency and have been together for two years. He recently interviewed at another agency you know, rinse and repeat, and got the job. It would promotion. be a promotion and a pay rise. That bit's in brackets. But the hiring manager is an old ex of his. Would it be wrong of me to tell him not to take it? This is wild. I'm so interested to see what you guys so are that saying. So the
0: ex is in a position of authority.
2: Wow. Have we got,
3: have they got a shared bank account? Does this person benefit from the, you know... Charlie, the increased... I've
2: read you all i forgot. <laughs>
3: it's anonymous. We can't even go and ask them. Oh, okay. I seem to know. I need to know that they can j- gain financially from it, you know. It's like, I love how
0: these are kind of agency related, but in reality, it's just like personal problems.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Guys, I, keep telling us stuff. This so, yeah,
0: I mean, just have the conversation with your partner, surely. Open and honest communication is what I would suggest. If they broke up once, surely yeah. something's not right between them.
1: Yeah, ex- so, you yes. Know. Yeah, precisely. I disagree with Jack entirely. Don't do it. Do not take that prey rise. Do not even get anywhere near.
3: But it's not even that- the person. But I was saving for a doing- house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well then find another job. <laughs> find another job with someone who isn't your ex. <laughs> End off.
0: Oh. God, yeah, feisty.
2: Right. I'll tell you what, there
0: is heat. You
2: know,
3: there is heat
2: coming from over I here. see it both sides. I do
3: see it both sides. Are You still friends you, with exes?
2: Yes, I am. I'm a very amicable person. That's the thing. Mm. <laughs> you know, everything everything ends amicably. Lovely. You know, everything comes from a place of love, even breakups, like you know, it just won't work for us. What's what right I'd for be us? even more concerned if it was It's <laughs> <laughs> chill. Yeah. It's such good It is, away. it's chill, it's relaxed. The so I do mind. get it, I do get it. And so I think it there is it's like an elite level of trust. Even when you got trust, and it's now more trust, because things like you know ended for a reason, but things also started for a reason. And you know, one relapse at you know, office work drinks guinness was flowing Ah, (laughs) one ah, in every 10 of the drinks one in every 10 and then the baby guinness comes out next thing you know raw damn i forgot why we broke up Clip. (laughs) not me
0: (laughs) some really good advice from us there as a collective so basically basically
2: have the conversation and see whether you lot are strong enough to
1: stick it out i feel like we need to hire like a actual kind of life coach or no, we are life coaches to answer these questions i just oh, i feel like i've really shot ourselves in the foot here or we have because we asked for more juicy ones and now they've got <laughs> juicier i'm like
2: ah <laughs> uh, we like the juice no
1: more no more like it anyway well that wraps up today's episode jack you do the honors
0: okay so if you uh if you enjoyed what you heard today thank you remember to Really caress that follow button or the subscribe button. And if you have a juicy media anon, you know, anything that actually is media related is also very welcome, but we're enjoying all these juicy ones, then click the link in the show notes. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs>